0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 450. We're halfway to 500. Actually, probably, that's not mathematically correct, but that's okay. Recorded on June 25th, 2020. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into and sometimes in your yard. News, reviews, product update, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting from the AverageGuy.tv studios. And, Mike, uh, we're in the throes of summer. I, did, did you get outside today? It was, I we, did. We had a break. It's kind of nice. Then today, it's all back, right?
1: The, yeah, we uh, had a uh, – I, I was inside most of the day. We did have a mandatory, like, training thing on Zoom from – uh, three to four. So I did that outside and, and sat outside in the sun for a little bit, got a nice. little bit of sun. And then the boys, of course, every day when they've gotten home, it's been, they want to play outside in the water, which has been nice. I need to take the laptop
0: out in the back, like in the mornings, this morning was beautiful. and just worked right. off the deck. The problem is I am super spoiled with that 34 inch curved, Monitor that right. I have. I'm, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to look at anything else. I don't want to look at a crappy laptop. Yep. Even though my laptop screen is great, it's nothing compared to a thirty-four inch curved monitor.
1: Not at all. So I'm. When like, you're used to that, you're on your. It's like, man. I'm like, look at my I, phone. The screen's just, really small. It's
0: cool, and the breeze is blowing down here in the in the in the basement, and it's just fine. So, of course, uh, the show notes are also just fine. We'll post those out at theaverageguy.tv/hgg450. There'll be a few tonight. So. You might want to head out. You can also get full transcripts um, out there as well. So if you're ever wondering, if you were like, where did Jim say this, go to the post, do a Control F, put the word you're looking for to search through it. You can use the search on the site, too. I actually um, put a new plugin that does a better job of uh, indexing the site. So if you go to average slash search or hit the search button in the menu, you can search through things that we've done. I don't know if it's helpful or not, but if it is, it'll be there for you. Don't forget, you can join us join us live on the mobile app. Brian said earlier he was going to do that. He was going to watch the first half of the show, then needed to go out for a walk. So he was going to listen to us on the mobile app as he's walking. A great way to do it. Head out to theaverageguy.tv, uh, and you can download it there. Actually, the shortcut is homegadgetgeeks.com. So if you want to download it from there it's only this show. So you can put, you have a little icon on there if you always just want to kind of stay up. It'll always have the most current, and it'll stream it live if you want to do it that way, 100% streaming, homegadgetgeeks.com. Don't forget, you can follow the show schedule now, guy.tv slash schedule. We'll get you there. And there's a little schedule tab, or I think it says calendar on the website you can click. If you want to know what's coming up, a great way to kind of stay up to date. There's a lot of shows coming on, according, including my daughter, who's coming back July 31st. We'll talk about those here at the end of the show. But you can get all of that out at theaverageguy.tv. A couple of reminders, and I wanted to thank Ron. We, we didn't get a chance to do this. I'm a couple of weeks behind on that. One, if you want to subscribe on Patreon, if you want to have kind of a one-of-kind, there's not too many of these on, on the planet. There's a few, maybe, I don't know, less than 15. If you want to get, Mike's got a couple. <laughs> you want to get a Home Gadget Geeks coin, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. Ron just printed a bunch more of these for me, and I have brand new envelopes. And I know how much it costs to get it to you. So if you, sorry, I won't you send you. You won't have postage any postage due. <laughs> it happens. Send me uh, or head over to the average slash Patreon and uh, just do a $5 plan and I'll send you one of these as well. You know that Ron sent me one of these. So that's the big version of it. This is as big as my head. I could just do it this way. You wouldn't see me throughout the show. You have to be watching the YouTube version for that. Sorry for those that are on audio only. But Ron printed one of these. He also printed me up a really cool stand for it. So, you know, here's a 3D oh, that's printed super cool. stand. Right? Yeah. And then you, you, know, you just put this on there, right? Yeah. Uh, make it straight, right? That's pretty cool. It's hard to see with the glare, but you, you get the point. He printed two right. of these for me. He printed two because he made a Cyber Frontiers for Christian, which is super cool. So I've been holding on to this. He's been working on this for a while. Wanted to get it just perfect, and uh, and Ron did a nice job with that. We'll do a 3D printer round table, by the way, from our discussion last week, Mike. Of maybe doing some more roundtables. I didn't hear from anybody this week with roundtable ideas. If you, if you got a subject you want to talk about and you want to help me host a roundtable, let me know, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. But we'll do a 3D printer one here later in the fall. Uh, Ron sent this. I'm going to mail this to Christian. I, I've been just waiting to get the um, to show it because it was so cool. He sent a, a, a stand for it too. So I
1: love the stand. That's such a cool way to do it. Yeah, they are. They're super yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a two parter. So it just comes apart. You know, he shipped it. Let's see. Well, there it goes. So two parts. They they click together. Boom. You got it. You got a nice stand for these Christian. It's on its way, and uh, we'll get that to him. He also he made something for you, right? We talked yeah, about it last. Super week, cool and
1: unexpected. It. Yeah. So uh, this, if you guys are on um, audio only, the people on video are seeing it. So it's almost like a station identification plaque. For my amateur radio shack, you know, everyone calls it your shack where your ham radios are. So it's got, you know, it says amateur radio station. It's got my call sign, the Whiskey Zero Echo Golf Romeo on there. It's got a cool microphone. I don't know if you guys can see if I turn it sideways. So the words and the microphone are raised on there from the black. So everything's raised, all done on his 3D printer. Uh, He even put a screw slot on the back. So I've got a screw in there and I put it up on my pegboard. It actually goes right there next to the screen. So super cool. I was like really impressed when I, um, the picture on Twitter did not do it justice. It was cool. Then I got it in my hands, and first of all, it's a lot bigger than I thought. It's bigger than my face, so it's it's massive. Um, and just just super cool. So Ron, we appreciate all the stuff you do for us, and uh, you do really good work. Um, so if you guys are looking for anything, uh, Canadian Maker Project is his YouTube, and um, that's his name out there, so you can look him up and and see all the cool stuff he's doing. Yeah. Ron, thanks
0: for sending those. I gave him a couple days' notice and said, hey, I need some more coins, and he printed them up, mailed them to me, and uh, and they're available for you so we can get those um, out to you as well. Um, oh, we mentioned we, we we had Dave McCabe scheduled to be on the show tonight, just couldn't make it. I uh, had a conflict come up. Dave, will, uh, we'll, we'll reschedule Dave uh, maybe to come back in and do a late summer, early fall. Uh, put some show notes together um, after he said he couldn't make it, I thought, well, Uh, We'll shorten the show up a little bit, and then I started writing, kind of what I wanted to cover. And I thought we got a full show, so don't uh, don't hesitate. We're going to talk about summer lawn care tonight, and I got some tech involved uh, with it as well. And uh, but it should be fun and a great opportunity. So we'll get Dave to come back on again. Mike, uh, I gave you some uh, Jefferson's last week as a five year anniversary gift.
1: How was it? How'd you enjoy it? Amazing. I still need to get Hannah to try it. She hasn't. uh, She hasn't wanted to try it yet. But I need to get her to. I had. I had probably two glasses this week. I'm trying to like save this stuff. So I'm like, I don't want to go through it really fast. So I'm like, you know, one little tiny, you know, nice little drink just to end the night kind of thing. And man, that stuff is so good. You impressed Colin. Colin came over and uh, I was like, oh, uh, so so Jim came over the other night last night and he gave me a five anniversary gift. And he's like, is it the Jeffersons up on the table? <laughs> and I was like, man, you have a good eye, dude. <laughs> he spotted that fast. He's like, that's good stuff. I really like that. And He's a that's right up his alley. So he was like, he was uh, trying to. Get some sticky fingers and steal. Them. I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, no, you don't no. know. You got to protect no, no. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is, that's going to be my nice uh, yeah. sipping, sipping stuff. So, yeah, thank you again. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Enjoying it. Good little bourbon, by the way, uh, Jefferson's, if you haven't uh,
0: tried it, you can find it almost. Uh, it's in a lot of places in the country. Uh, we get it at our local Hy-Vee, which is just kind of a grocery store. Just check it out. It's got a picture of Thomas Jefferson on it and super good. Uh, twenty five to thirty five dollars, depending on on
1: on where you pick it up. And, and do people you know. ever do bourbon like on the rocks, like with they one can. ice cube? Sure. Okay, sure. that's yeah. what I was wondering. I'm like, I might like this a little colder. That's how I like all like, I like yeah. tequila. I like almost frozen. Like I put the big ice cube in there and get it nice and cold. I didn't know if that was like sacrilege, though. I don't want to like do that out in public and be like, no, oh, that you're guy. fine. You know,
0: uh, Phil, my son has bought. We have those little cubes there. They're made of um, the rock cubes you freeze. Yeah. You just freeze the cube yeah. and then you put it in the water, you know, so you're not diluting you're not it. Diluting it. Yeah. No, you can throw a cube in if you like it on the rocks. That's, that's fine. Uh, Joe in the chat room says he checked and uh, the Jefferson's ocean is available locally to him. That's your
1: favorite, right, Jim? Oh my God.
0: Ocean is so great. They put it in barrels and then it goes out to sea and it just sloshes around out of sea. They take it down to, they take it down to the Arctic or or the Antarctic and bring it back up. And so that you have these cold and hot swings that are supposed to do some pretty amazing things to the, to the flavor. And so super cool. It's three times more expensive than oh, wow. regular okay. Jefferson. So you're going to spend 65 to 90, just kind of depending upon where, where you get it. All the batches are numbered. The voyages are numbered. And so my very first bottle was Voyage 17. And the bottle I have now is Voyage 20. Not that I'm reading or keeping track, but. But I just have those memorized for a, no reason. Well, it's super cool, right? I yeah, think it's it just is. one of those super cool kind of things. And it's it's probably a gimmick, but. Pretty great. Thanks again, Mike, for, uh, for, for doing this for five years and, yeah. uh, and appreciate it. Appreciate there's another you know. cool
1: bottle of some, and I've got to find the name. Cause I keep, I think I've brought it up on the show before, but whenever you mention the stuff that goes out to sea, there's like a champagne company. I think it's champagne and they actually put it in the bottle. And then they just drop it at the bottom of an ocean. And so when it comes up, you buy it. It's got like crusted sea stuff all over the bottle. You almost have to like break it apart. It might be a gimmick too, but it were like I saw it. I'm like, that is super cool. Very expensive. I think it was like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, but kind of one of those cool things you might just buy and put on your shelf as like a, a showpiece almost.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think it's, I think it's super cool. And yeah. so Joe is saying his bottle is more like a hundred. Yeah. Your prices might vary. You might want to check online too. There's some great, great ways to purchase some of those things. Mm-hmm. I, have you ever had Blanton's? No. Blanton's whiskey. It's super hard to get and they only make so many. And we, we've been on a reserve lists a couple of times to try and get those. And sometimes you just got to work at it. And it's, you know, sometimes it's just a gimmick, but, um, uh, Scarcity drives
1: demand, right? Yeah. Works. Yeah. yeah. All sales. They know scarcity drives demand. That's just Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's Nintendo every time, right? Yes. You have this yes. new thing and you can't buy it, but it's super great. And then everybody, you know, just keeps the price high. So
1: it's like webcams or microphones right now. You can't find them anywhere. No, You
0: really can't. Yeah. You really can't.
1: Monitors, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's yeah. getting a little better now. Maybe it's rebounding a little bit.
0: I, th- I think some, but I went to buy a, I uh, went to buy an audio interface for Micah. She's my co-host on theme Thursday at Gallup. And I was going to buy her a little bearing audio interface for 50 bucks. Uh, no. No. Not not right now. They're $100 and the $50 yeah. ones are on back order. So right. you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm waiting. So no, there there is some supply issues on some of those. There things.
1: are. Rode makes, because um, I, that I, when I was thinking about getting this boom, I was also just thinking about going with the a wireless mic set. Because then I wouldn't need to sync my audio in post. I could just do the wireless to my camera. Uh, so Rode makes one of the better, cheaper ones, the Rode Wireless Go. That thing is sold out. Everywhere. Yeah. You can't buy yeah. it at BH Photo. Yeah. You can't buy it on Amazon, not even like for more money than you would want to spend. It's just yeah. not there.
0: Makes a great YouTube though, clip, right? If you're going to be doing yes. YouTube videos. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Same. exactly. Or you can, it even has a, you can plug in a lav mic if you want to it too so it's it's double you can just clip it or it's got the lav mic and you can clip it on your belt kind of cool nice well speaking of that give us a quick rundown what are you doing on youtube you started <laughs> a new thing i mean i know that's unusual but yeah uh, yeah are, well <laughs> okay I, it's, it's unusual but actually jim doesn't know this yet but jim's gonna be my accountability buddy with this jim and hannah and hannah's already writing me she's like if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it and you're gonna stick to it so uh yeah started up um you guys know that when i was doing streaming i was the dad nerd Well, we're doing that, but it's not... Streaming is not going to be the focus. We might stream in the future, but we're really taking it to be... We're going to make YouTube videos on everything that dad's nerd out on. Home improvement, tools, barbecuing... Um, everything like that. We're doing two videos a week right now. So we're going to be publishing two videos a week. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, YouTube is where I would love people to watch, obviously. Um, but you can, we're putting the full videos on Instagram, on Facebook. It's just the dad nerd everywhere. It makes it super easy uh, there's So I have a second Twitter. Um, so don't get confused. I mean, I just, try started the second one. So I don't know. I'm still on Weeger tech, which is probably where you guys should reach out to me. But if you want to start talking about my dad nerd stuff, it's there. So the dad nerd, it'll be fun. Um, we did what we've done one video so far. We have another one coming out Sunday. The first one was on how to use a speed square, right? The speed square is like the most useful tool, and I think a lot of guys just have never saw one and used one before. So, real these videos are quick; they're not long. That one was four minutes, right? Get in, get out, um, learn the basics. It's just you know, Jim knows I have like this creative itch that if I don't scratch it, it gets it turns into like a rash. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, I, I when I stopped streaming, and streaming for me wasn't streaming's hard because you have to be behind the camera. Yeah. You have to start a schedule. If you're not live, you're not. Doing anything, and for a, a dad, uh, especially in my stage of life right now, it's just not doable. YouTube is much more sustainable. You can crank those out. That first video I made in forty-five minutes from shooting to editing to release over my lunch hour the other day. So those are the type of things I can crank out in forty-five minutes. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you guys want to want to follow it, that's where you can find me.
0: Make sure you're keeping me tagged on Twitter when you're putting those things out, so I can retweet them.
1: Too. Oh, sure, yeah.
0: yeah. No, and we, well, we can talk about it here on the show. A lot of that stuff—it's almost like it's a uh, like an add-on to what we do here on Home Gadget Geek. It is. Ways, There's
1: right? a lot of stuff that we would talk about. There will be probably some tech stuff too. Um, will be a few things tech related, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of it's just like anything that got dads. And it doesn't have to be dads. I, I use dad. Dad's just kind of a, it always gives you a focus, a brand, a a, brand. A brand. and it's a yeah. it's an area to focus on. But I mean, this is for men, women, anyone. Um. So it'll be a lot of fun, and and cool. I, so now I have Hannah, who's like, if you're going to start doing this, you're going to do it. I'm like, okay. So, so I'm like, I'll get Jim to hold me accountable too. <laughs>
0: I don't so think if, I, if, work. if after a
1: week I quit, you got to ride <laughs> yeah. me so hard. You got to take back that Jeffersons. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there we go. There or we just come deal. over yeah. and drink it with you. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Drink it in front of me without <laughs> me getting any. <laughs> there exactly.
0: you go. Or with you, that would be good with a cigar too. Yeah. The um, uh, is it just on your regular YouTube channel? So if, yes. if folks were subscribed there before, they'll do it. And if they go so you, out and subscribe
1: to Yeah, it. YouTube makes – first of all, it's super hard unless you want to create a whole uh, new channel uh, to change any form of your branding. I know. So I was know. able – so I'm still just Mike Weger. So if you search okay. Mike Weger on YouTube, that's how you find me. But everywhere else, um, sure. facebook.com slash the dad nerd, twitter.com slash the dad nerd. Instagram. Drop that stuff
0: in the show notes, and I'll yeah, add I will. it to yeah. the show notes for this show. So as we awesome. as we go, just put them in the show notes. Yeah, well. Last week, I mentioned that I had a generator coming. And uh, so Ooh, Friday, I, I took Sarah out to dinner on Friday. We went down to our favorite uh, Italian place. And it came, of course, while we were gone. I'd been home for a whole all week. And the, so you, the, you had to leave
1: dinner early and get generator, right?
0: I sped up pretty fast. <laughs> so I get home, and as I'm to go as I'm walking up to it, the box is just beat. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, no. Now, it's 145 pounds, so, like, it was it was a pretty heavy box. And yeah. um, I, I guess I, I learned my lesson on this one. I'll, I'll tell you what that is here in just a second. But um, So we get up there, and one of the corners is all just almost gone, and that the packing from the inside is hanging out, and the bands that go around it, you know, they had two bands that went one way and two bands that went another there was only two of them left. So the other ones were gone. Just like, and I was like, Oh, this is not, this is not good. And so we Uh, watched on the ring. We watched the footage of him kind of taking it off the, off the truck. They parked right in front of the house so we could see. And then, and he had a cart. He wasn't trying to carry it. It was, he was alone and he couldn't have done much damage. Just, taking it off the cart and putting it in right. the driveway. So, so it, it was have happened.
1: during shipping, during the train ride over right? or whatever.
0: Yeah, it must have happened during shipping. They must have done something. But it looks like it slid off something and the corner of it hit because it broke a wheel on the, on the generator. Oh, it something did break shattered stuff. the wheel. Yeah, shattered the wheel. The engine housing separated and then came back together. And so, you know, where you'd have an overlapping segment, it pinched like this so that there was a piece of plastic out and... Plastic was dropping out the bottom. (laughs) It's like, okay, we're not this is I was sad. I was I was very you wait the whole time for that. Yeah, I was very, very sad. And
1: where did you order that from again?
0: Order from Lowe's. From Lowe's, that's right. Shipped via
1: UPS. Free shipping. You know, it was a twelve hundred. Return was no or the like the exchange was no big deal. Well,
0: I tried calling. It's impossible to call anybody right now and get uh, any kind of customer service anywhere, it seems like over the phone. So I ended up Saturday afternoon just driving up to Lowe's and went in, masked with, to their customer service and said, what's your advice? What do I do? Like, and she's like, look, I know it's, I know customer service has taken a long time, but that's the way we need to do this. Just get on with them and they'll take care of it. So sure enough, I got, so I actually called Lowe's as I was leaving the parking lot and it's a 25 minute drive home for me. So I drove home, unloaded the car from the, I had some concrete block that I'd bought at Lowe's, installed the concrete block with, I put, I put all while you were just on hold. It was a hold. So, got the block, most of the block put in, and then got a gal, and it took another forty-five minutes for her to process the. What basically what they did is they just sold me another one at the same price, but the price had already gone up and the warranty price had already gone up, and I was like, "Well, I want the whole price, right?" And it took them forever to get that part done. But again, I was working, so I was like, "Hey, I'll wait forever if you're going to take whatever time you need." Yeah, and they actually right. gave me ten bucks off. Uh, of the thing too, for, for the, for the trouble, which was So no cool. more cost
1: to you? They just re- no, made, they, refunded you 10 so, bucks? And
0: then they're like, take the other one in and they'll just, they'll refund it uh, right on the spot. And so I packed up the one in the, in the out, in the, uh, in our Outback and, uh, and took it back to, to Lowe's and dropped it off. No questions asked. I said, do you want, I took pictures. Do you want to see? They're like, cause you don't want to go sell this to somebody. Like this thing took a dive. Right. And uh, they're like, no, no, we're good. We'll, we'll inspect it and, and we're fine. And God flows was great about that. I know it took time and there would have been, there would have been some who would have lost their mind to be on the phone for an hour and a half with uh, me. Yeah. But, I but it, it was for me, it was like, okay, well, I, I want to get this done and I want it done. Right. I'm going to wait. She uh, several times she offered, can I just send you an email? No, 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 no. I want a final price. I want to know this
1: is I'll, done. I'll wait. Right. I yeah. will wait.
0: And uh, she did a great job, Megan, I think was her name. She did a great job on just kind of taking care of me and making sure it was done right. So this time I had it shipped to the store. I learned my lesson learned. If you're going to use UPS, it can't be heavy. <laughs> like they're going to destroy. They're just not geared for that. Like that's just not a UPS
1: thing. And was it maybe. their freight like line? Cause you know, like FedEx is no. like FedEx freight and it no. comes in a totally different truck. No. Okay. I, mm.
0: Not that I know of, not that I know of. Uh, so I had them ship it directly to the store going forward, and, um, and I'll, it's coming in early next week, and I'll, I'll get a hold of that. And then I, I'm going to nerd out on some generator tech. That's going to be kind of fun. I'm kind of looking forward to all the different things I can do with that, including installing a cutover switch in the house, some of those other kinds of things associated with it. So that's coming. But, you know, that's kind of the, the way the world is now. If we're going to, you think, oh, drop ship to the house, this will be great. No. And I actually started filing a um, claim through UPS. Oh my God. Do they make that intentionally hard or what? Do they really? Oh, it's awful. It is. I mean, they are, you have to. Probably because it'd be easy to abuse. No,
1: totally. Right. If it wasn't super complicated. Yeah.
0: So you sign a waiver saying it's just, you're being as truthful as possible. And like, it. I, that's, so I, I went Friday night, I went through the UPS. I thought, well, I better file a claim. I started in on that, and I'm like, oh, I definitely... And I'm patient. Like, I stayed on the phone for an hour and a half, but I did not want to fill out that UPS form. It's just as long and ugly, and I was like, I'm not interested in this. So, generator will be here, uh, oh, next week, early next week um, sometime. And then, one last update before we jump into lawns. Uh, I noticed this week the 16 terabyte external drives are out. So, it's been a while since I've been in the... It, I've been in the storage game talking yep.
1: about itches that you need to scratch. And Jim has a hardware or hard drive itch that he needs to scratch. Oh my God. 16
0: terabytes three uh, on B and H 315.
1: And I'm not saying this is new. I'm, I'm
0: sure there's been others out. I just noticed 300 bucks for a 16 terabyte, uh, 16 terabyte hard drive. Um, I wouldn't pay that, but they're out. They're reasonable. That's a reasonable price for it right now at B and H. You can do that. I was trying to look in the documentation to see if that's SMR. It has, has to be SMR. I can't imagine it it, it not being SMR on those. So the way has to be. Yeah, it ha- I, you think, right? You think it would have to be SMR. Yep. And I'd then agree. it seems like uh, it used to be ten terabytes was a sweet spot, and now it's up to twelve. So the twelves are like two fifteen. That seems to be a pretty good sweet spot for okay. uh, for pricing in there. If you were gonna if you were gonna get one of those, you could get a ten. I think they're just under two hundred, and the eights are hundred and let's say 150 maybe, uh, somewhere in that space. So that 8, 10, 12 is still a pretty good pretty good price point.
1: You know, this is a debate we don't need to get into now, but the one thing I've been wondering is, as with the sweet spot has been going up, right? So if you're saying the sweet spot now is like 12, when is, you know, when did that sweet spot cross over? Hey, that's, that's just too much for what I need, right? <laughs> yes. For the, even the average guy. Cause like I was waiting for, and once the eight terabytes hit the sweet spot, I was like, that's perfect. Because a couple eight terabyte drives, is great even you know for me honestly four terabyte drives because i have a, i have a big bay now i get that a lot of people with smaller bay units right i can only put four drives in here you probably do need the 12 terabyte drives but for me i have like 12 bays so i can just load them up with four terabytes and be totally fine and now it's like 12 terabyte drives like there's only a few people who that's like i need a bunch of those yeah um but yeah. I, I and i think it pro- I probably probably as I was talking, I probably hit it is the guys with, you know, a two bay system. That's great. Cause then you can get 12 terabytes with redundant on a two bay system yeah. um, for still pretty affordable, you know, for 420 bucks, you've got uh, 12 terabytes of storage. If you did, you know, redundant raid. kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Joe, Joe said, and there's a big conversation about this on reset. So if you want to go there and then uh, um, on entertainment 2.0 with, with uh, Richard and, and Josh, they talk about this as well, but Joe says he was happy to find the 6-terabyte reds that are CMR, right? Those are what we're looking for. That's what you want. That's what you want in your NAS. Yes. You don't want SMR. And, and some some folks will debate me on that, and that's okay. If you want to debate me on you can leave that in the, in the comments on, on Facebook. I mean, on uh, YouTube, if you want to do that. Uh, but typically, most of us that I hear from want the CMR drives. And so the Swiss, the six is a sweet spot uh, for that if you can still find them. you gotta, you got to be careful right now. They're, Western digital is not being completely forthright
1: and no oh, none of their, them are. I think they're like a lot of the companies are getting uh, Well, we know trouble.
0: Seagate's been using SMR on those cheap drives for a while. We know that going in, but right um, I, to, to your spot or to your point, Mike, you know, at what point is enough is enough? And I, yeah. I, I think for the average guy, eight is actually plenty. I think, I so think too. six is actually plenty in, in for, for most, for the average guy. There's this, that's not this audience. You, you, you who are listening right now, you're like, Oh, come on. Six is like, I've got that in my laptop on a, on a SSD drive, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I get that. I get that. But um, I just thought I'd bring it up because we're, we talk about that from time to time. We haven't um, really talked about drives in a while, but uh, no, they, we haven't. They, are, they are out. They are at yeah. the 16 terabytes are, are, are coming out. We we promised a lawn show, uh, Mike, and of course, Dave couldn't make it tonight. Uh, but as I started uh, taking some notes, I thought, well, I mean, we'll shorten it up a little bit. Well, I got a bunch of things to say, apparently. So a little bit of tech, mostly some advice. I know some guys struggle. Like the lawn is, is a struggle. It's a struggle bus. It's especially right now. The summer is what separates the men from the boys on this, Right. right? We said this during the spring lawn care episode, by the way, if you haven't listened to that and you want to go back and listen to it, just, you, you can catch it. Just search spring lawn care at TheAverageGuy.tv and you can find it there. But a um, couple things I want to preface this with as we think about um, this experience of going through. And it's important for some people, like how their lawn looks is important. Since I've been home, working from home during the pandemic my lawn's gotten way more care than it ever would have if I was going into the office. And that's because in between meetings, I can go move things or Mm -hmm. apply things or, I mean, I'm not going to say my boss probably won't listen to this, but, and he doesn't care to be honest, but I've snuck out a couple of times at three 30 mowed the lawn. Just saying like, you know, you can, you do it. You're trying to get it before the rain comes in. Right. Or whatever. But one of the, one of the things I want to say kind of just as we get started here is one, Never start lawn care uh, thinking it's you're going to have a perfect lawn. You just won't. No matter what you're doing, and Mike, you can probably attest to this, yep. no matter what you're doing or how you're watering it or the chemicals you're adding to it or the services you buy for it or the whatever, the amount of time you spend on it, the sharpness of the blades, whatever, you're still going to have spots, right? You're going to, the lawn's never going to be perfect,
1: right? Right. But Yeah, exactly. And the larger lawn you have, the worse it is, right? Because there's always going to be spots. And, you know, if you have trees in some areas, but not in others, right, you get shade on some of your grass, but on others, it's, it's really hard to account for all of that. So the more uniform of a yard you have, a little bit easier it is, right? Either you have no trees, no shade, or you have all shade. That's, you know, you can account for that with water levels, right? I, it's really hard for me to account for my non-shaded spots versus my sp- shaded spots and the water levels and things like that. Uh, so yeah, no, I totally agree. And so I'm going to tack on that. Don't expect the changes you did right now to have any effect on how it looks this season, right? A lot of times you're building for next season yeah. or you're building for the next, um, you're building for fall. I, really, you're building for the next year um, before you do so. That's why spring, I think, Dave was saying was so important is you're really building for this year, but you're setting yourself up for success the next spring. And then I think fall, summer, I would say is probably the, the least important time it's there's really not there's a lot of things you can do but i would say as far as prep work goes yeah. and things that are important spring and fall yeah, right? right recover from winter prep for winter um if you're in a climate that gets winter i think yeah. that that is true
0: and everybody's you know we we know we are going across zones from california to new york from right florida up to wisconsin from texas to north dakota so, of course, we, everything we say, we're a little tainted. We're here in zone 4A <laughs> here in the Midwest. Um, but, uh, of course, what matters is your zone. And so Dave mentioned this in the spring. Learn what your zone is and get familiar. If you, if you want to know what works and not just with the lawn, but with the yard, you know, think about the yard plants and some of your trees and some of those things. Understanding uh, those and not fighting them is kind of, kind of half the battle for your lawn. Right, uh, Especially when it comes to trees and what you can plant and what's going to be messy. And so, again, that's uh, when, if you're thinking, if you're moving into a new property, you're thinking about planting a tree, man, a tree is a commitment. Like, you're going to spend 50 years with that tree in, in, in a lot of cases. Make sure you get the right one, you plant it in the right space. That's one of those things you really want to spend some time thinking about. Uh, w- We mentioned, too, in the spring, you always look like a rock star. Like, you come out of the winter, you you could have done nothing to the lawn for the last five years. And most cases, it's going to, even the weeds are going to mow green. Like, you're going to mow it, and for that day or two, it's going to look great. You're going to feel good about yourself. I do this, I lure myself into every spring of being like, gosh, I am good at lawn care. Like, this, I just, this, I am rocking this. And then, of course, summer coming crushes all those, right? Summer mm-hmm. comes, and... Uh, Tony has been, Tony Rayner has been posting uh, pictures. He's been struggling, finding the valve and getting his irrigation system going. And he's finally found that and some things going. And he's like, Oh, is it too late? No, it's not too late. We're gonna have some advice uh, kind of coming up, but don't think like, if you're feeling good about your lawn right now, awesome. But you're coming up in the summer here, you're coming up on the most difficult time, like right. bugs, moles, birds, weeds, heat. Like all those things are are coming. So, just know, um, you know, it's if, if you're looking at your lawn right now, and Mike, you kind of alluded to this, and it's bad. Don't despair. Like, yep. start thinking about the fall. Start thinking, right. okay, what kind of things can I do just to kind of get this thing ready? Because there's some there's some repairs you could do for the fall that uh, that might work. We'll talk about that. And there's
1: there's cosmetic things you can do too. We, we you know we haven't really talked about that a lot, but it's kind of important. You know, the grass is one thing. But, you know, the things you can do that are easy, trim up that bush that's a little scraggly, right? I'm notoriously bad for this. Jim was just over and he noticed, you know, on my back patio, I've got some bushes that definitely need to be taken care of back there. Those are things that drastically increase the look of your yard without having to be a chemical, without being mowing, right? That stuff you can do, um, you know, maybe line it with brick or something or, or lay down new mulch or there's a lot of other landscaping type items that you can do too if for some reason you're kind of your, your lawn's a lost cause this year do the lawn work but hey i want some improvement you can do the landscaping you stuff. do
0: some landscaping move yeah. some brick i've been buying concrete block you know brick the yeah. decorative brick and putting it in i'm not a big do it all at once kind of guy i buy eight bricks at a time i install those and then that's usually a day and it's hot and i need a beer So, like, you know, I don't need them stacked up in my yard, just to be honest. Uh, I can, I just pick them up in little increments. It's lighter that way. My back feels better. So it's kind of the way I do it. Yeah. The late spring and early summer are really a time for weeds. And so many of you, like, you saw some great grass growth in the spring, and then you celebrated it, and you stopped looking at your lawn, and then you came back a week ago, and you're like, oh, my God, where did all those weeds come from? What happened? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And so... You, you really, um, as you're going into this, you really have got two options to kind of think about when we think about weed control. And I think summer has two, um, has really two themes. One is weeds, one is water, right? We're going to talk about, well, let's, let's talk about weeds for a second. You really have two different ways of handling weeds. One is take some pictures, get online, figure out what kind of weeds you have, because Not all standard weed control methods are um, applicable, and you want to be really, really careful what you're spraying in your area. This is where tech can really be your friend in getting online and asking some professionals. Dave alluded or talked about using your extension office, but they're in communities. There's, By the way, there's communities on Facebook and Reddit and all over the place. This is all they talk about, so if you want to get you want to get into that, you can. But with weed control, it may be good because various parts of the country have different kinds of weed weed problems. We've got African violets here in Nebraska that are just brutal. Like they are that, you know, Mike, that's a broad leaf, purple little flower, really beautiful, uh, imported, not native uh, to Nebraska, uh, brought in, and they just love Nebraska. And there's nothing really to stop them. Nothing eats them. The bugs don't know what they are. They just flourish right now. If you like a pretty little purple flower, let them grow. Like that, they do really, really well. Except when you try to grow them, then they would never grow. Like if right. you actually tried, like, oh yeah, this section is for all for African violets, and not one would grow in there. But they did. They require a different kind of weed control or weed killer than uh, than your standard garden variety um, dandelion, right? And so. Might want to spend a little time, and again, this right now may be a good opportunity with a cold beer in the shade to be looking around your lawn, taking a few pictures of like, what are my weed problems? Like, what am I having, what what, what am I having trouble with? And, and can I identify what my yard is? The other thing you might want to do, especially if you've inherited the lawn or you've never really done this, figure out what varieties of grass that you have. Again, take some pictures, compare them online, go, go. There's YouTubers that talk about this kind of thing, but figure out like, what is the, what's the composite makeup of my lawn? What am I dealing with? Because Dave talked about applying chemicals last time we had them on in the spring. Through the summer, it's really, really important as knowing what kind of grass you have. Is it, is it one, how to treat it for weed, for weed control, and then two, how to water it. And so, Mike, if I were to ask you, do you know what kind of, do you know what kind of grass you have? I don't. Yeah. We yeah, we, we talked don't. about
1: this in the spring, and I I even went out and looked. I think, um, and you mentioned it. It's it's the um, you no, know, say some of the popular ones around here. Rye or Kentucky Kentucky bluegrass is a is another. Um, it was the one where there's two versions of it. There's like a long or, or broad and a skinny, or, or I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I yeah. don't. But the the thing about that too is the other people you can access. I guarantee, if you live in a neighborhood, you have the neighbor with the perfect lawn right? Or as close to perfect as you can get. It's probably an older gentleman (laughs) who has a lot of time to spend. He would love nothing more. If you saw him outside mowing his lawn and you went and said, dude, you have the perfect lawn. What's the secret. And he might have some tips too, right? Like obviously whatever he's doing is working pretty good chances. He has a similar makeup to you. Um, or at least close, right? He's in, you know, he's got the same climate. Um, I know the guy that I need to ask. He's right across the street. Um, almost caddy corner to my house. And I I haven't I haven't had the guts to go ask him yet, but I'm about to um on some of this stuff because he's his just it's flawless. It's mm-hmm. it's all as close to perfect as you're gonna get around here. Yeah. Um and that would be a huge like if someone came over and asked me that, I'd be like, oh Please come in. Can I get you a beer? Like, let's talk about this. I, thank you for the compliment. Right, everyone loves talking right. about their lawn. Well, that might if, be a trip they put that to much time into.
0: Like, it's make a friend of the person in the neighborhood whose lawn looks the best. Yeah, definitely, because they probably have some local advice on yeah. on what to have. I I run Zoisa out front, so that's a carpet kind of grass. It's very aggressive. It chokes everything out. Even dandelions struggle. They some a few of them make it through. Those poor guys, they pop up out, and then I just snatch them out with a little tool that I have to get them. Um, But Zoysa, uh, very aggressive, um, creates a carpet, very soft, very beautiful, uh, pretty good with water, and and great in full sun. That's the front. Like, I don't have any trees out front. Back, whole different story. And so I have a mixture. I've actually gone to my—we have um, Sutherland's, which is kind of a grass company here uh, in Omaha— And they, you can buy about nine different kinds of variety of, uh, of, of of a seed out there. They have one that, um, and oh, shoot, now that I've, now that I want to say it, uh, it's going to, I think it's called Nuke or something like Duke Nukem or something like that. I think that's (laughs) what they call it. And it's just supposed to be the toughest grass on the planet. It's a combination of a couple different kinds of grasses that grow really well here in Nebraska. So I go in there and say, give me that. And then that's what I've been, that's what I've been putting on my grass and can actually see kind of the different areas that I seeded in there with some of the old grass. Um, so it's good to know in the chat room, a couple of folks have been identifying, you know, John says he has uh, Japanese uh, stilt grass, extremely difficult to kill. Uh, uh, it is a grass. So a normal weed killer for lawns won't kill it and it'll take over the whole lawn. If you like it, let it, if you don't, okay, well, that's going to take, you're going to, you know, you have to make some kind of decisions on that. Ron says he's got some uh, in Ontario, you can't buy weed killer. And oh, there are some. There are again on YouTube. You can find like natural weed killing solutions that will do things for you. Vinegar, some of those kinds of things. I'm imagining like
1: the Breaking Bad guy of there of weed killing stuff selling it out of his garage. Like it's some underground hey, thing that he's mixing some, up. Yeah, some Roundup. You
0: get yeah, some. Yeah. Some. <laughs> you some get the up. goods. <laughs> with, with weeds, you've really got two options, right? One is the nuclear option. So you can just you can just get a. a Maybe here in the United States, you can just get a roundup and just knock the like, crush everything. I used to have a buddy who would say, um, "What he would do for a new lawn is he would he would he would crush it with roundup. It would die. He'd burn it. Then he would wait, water the heck out of it, and all the seeds that survived the roundup and the burning would come up, and he'd knock those down with roundup. Burn that. Then water it again and just wait." He was trying to get all those weed seeds out of his lawn. And then he'd either put, he'd How either did put this turf. process take. Is this oh, like it took two a, year. Take, no, 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 no. You could do it in about a month. You can. Yeah, yeah. Cause most seeds germinate pretty quick. A couple days. Wow. You know, okay. and then you'll see, you know, you'll see sprouts seven to 14 days. You'll see, you'll see weeds come up. And then he would put like, he would put turf, you know, he'd get some sod, put that on top of it. A, a very easy way to get a new lawn. Um, going. One way, that's one way to handle if your lawn is poor. I wouldn't do that now, by the way. That's not, you don't want to put sod in or even new seed um, in the summer. But that that's, um, the nuclear option also is maybe even going with a Scott's weed and feed, right? So those come in liquid and powder form. You can spread them or you can spray them. That's spraying your whole lawn and trying to get everything in one shot, right? That's one way of doing it. Generally, you should have done that a couple weeks ago um, to a month ago. It depends on what area you're in. You could still do it now, but some of those are pretty harsh. I waited a little too long, Mike, and I burned my lawn in a few spots oh, because really? it's also got fertilizer in it. And it was got just, it. it got hot here really fast. So there's kind of the broadcast or the spray option. There's also some great options. Just if you're, if you're not struggling with weeds uh, and you just have a few, just spot treat them. So get a little one gallon, you know, little pumper thing, buy a little concentrate, uh, make sure it's good for your area. Drop that in there and go
1: spot spray. Are you doing, do you have somebody, how are you, how are you handling your wheat? Your, spot wheat? spray. Okay. Yep. We have the one gallon mixer. Um, I got actually, you know, my, my dad loves to bring this stuff over. He's, he's like, oh, this is the best stuff. So he brings me over some mixture, some concentrate, mix it up. Uh, we do, like I said, we do have the the company that comes out and does chemicals for us, but um, a few weeds, you know, still obviously are going to pop up in the, in the summertime. So have been spot treating those. They've been super heavy for us. Recently, I don't know what it is, and it's not in my grass. Actually, it's in um, our beds. Are just destroyed right now with weeds. We cannot control them, no matter how much we do. And actually, I don't know. I think it was Tony earlier asked the question of, you know, do you believe in the fabric that inhibits the weed growth? My wife and I were just talking about that the other day because we would love to put it. You know, we would dig up all the mulch we have because we have nice mulch still. Lay that down and just kind of start fresh because you know a week ago. It, they were all clear, and now they're literally weeds a yeah. foot to two foot high. I mean, yeah. they just take off like crazy. Yeah. Perfect growing conditions here in Nebraska right now. Yeah, moist, it, warm. Yeah, it's weird how you can tell though. Like the lawn is treated by chemicals, and these beds are not. Yeah, because uh, there is very few weeds in the grass. And I um, think there's a chemical
0: you can go buy called Preet that is a pre-emergent uh, inhibitor. So you can put that on in the spring. Oh, interesting. You could even do it now. You could weed it now and throw that in there. Yeah. Um, not as well, nothing
1: needs to grow in these certain beds. Right. There. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I could just pour like gasoline. I don't care whatever it is. Yeah. And just yeah, no, I think it's called stuff
0: out. I think it's called preet. Okay. And you can get that. It's a pre-emergent, uh, chemical that you can, you just sprinkle it in the, the landscaping on those beds and it keeps anything from germinating. Right. And so you just want to be careful not to get that on the lawn, especially if you've just seeded it. Right. Right. So with weed control this time of year, you, you're coming out of kind of the, you know, in the early summer, you should have either done the kind of the nuclear option where you're hitting the hole on in one big shot, like spreading it everywhere. Um, or if you had some success in the spring, and like for me, actually, I did both. I, I used a spreader to get it all around, and then I'm spot treating at this point. So great opportunity, again, to know some spots, take some pictures, know what you're doing, put those on your phone. It's also, um, you know, one of the things where you can use technology on this, is to like I've have, I've have mole issues right now, and I don't know. Like those I'm trying to get tough. them. I'm trying to get rid of those things. That's a whole nother show, by the way. But I have Defcon levels for the moles. You know, Defcon level one <laughs> is just the little things you put in the ground that make a lot of noise. Defcon uh, DEF Defcon two. I don't know if I'm doing this the right way, but just go with me on it. Yeah, is the the hose in the hole
1: filling them up? Defcon one is the worst situation. Oh, DEF CON it?
0: five is the five is, is the. Is, is it's not there, bad, okay. so five is the one, thing in the ground that makes yeah. the noise. Four is the water hose in it. Three is going to be the poison pellets that I put in the, the ground. Okay, uh, two is going to be because it's Fourth of July, gonna be fire. It's gonna be, um, not fire but uh, smoke bombs. I'm, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go some smoke bombs, smoking those things out there. And then w- DEF CON one,
1: we're digging them out,
0: like I'm getting the shovel. I'm just gonna start digging holes until I find those
1: little. Yeah, I got a pellet gun you can borrow. Just do the hose thing when they pop their little head up. Yeah, I thought they would, but I couldn't. They don't I, I tried. No, I got a lot I, of water
0: in the yard, though. Uh, um, that's for sure. So you got a couple options with your weeds now. um, actually dandelions. At least here in our region, dandelions are way down. It's too hot for them. Um, they want to let it a little cooler. So now would be a good time if you have any lingering dandelions, get them out because you know what those seeds lingering uh, throughout the summer, they'll, they'll come back again, or or they'll be available for you in plentiful numbers next spring. And it does make a difference, even if your neighbor has a lot of dandelions by them, by you removing them out of your yard, uh, assuming you don't want them, uh, can make a difference. Mike, the second thing, right? So weeds, this time of the year, weeds are number one. Watering is really number two. And there's a whole bunch of different ways of thinking about this. And this is really where you can add the tech in. I think Dave talked a little bit last time about having the, the two, tu- the tuna can test, right? Put a, put an yeah. empty tuna can in the middle of the yard, water it, and that'll kind of tell you how much you're getting. I think the average yard in a various area needs to get one to one and a half inches a week to be healthy, right? People always say, yeah, but what about the rain? Okay, what about the rain? Well, this is an area you can use a little technology called a screwdriver. So go out to your yard, take a screwdriver, get, you know, we all have those craftsmen or whatever screwdrivers right there. What? Six or seven inches, maybe eight yep. inches long. Jam that thing in the ground. And it should, if you're getting proper watering, and you have good aeration. I think I'll just slide right into the ground all the way to the
1: handle. Yep. If six that's inches, right. The, is like, was what they're yeah, saying? Six is, yeah.
0: six is what you kind of like six to eight. If you can yeah. take it to the handle, you're in pretty good shape, right? That's a good kind of test. If you can't, You got a couple problems. And that's where you might want to do, you might want to dig a little bit to say, okay, when do I have compaction? Is this an area that's just dry and compact? In other words, no matter how much water I put on it, it's going to run off. Or um, is it just dry? Like maybe this, you're just not getting enough, you're not getting enough water. I had an area I was watering today that was just soaking it up. It was like, oh, it's been a while since you visited me, right? Right. So or are
1: you are you watering at the wrong time of the day? And is a lot of your water evaporating? A lot of people say, well, yeah, I turn it on for seven minutes. Well, the seven minutes that you run it in the morning is way different than seven minutes in mid-afternoon, right? Because you're going to get a lot of evaporation off in this hot heat um, of that water. It's not going to soak down as far. So um, if you're watering time in the morning before the sun comes up is seven minutes, uh, per section, whatever it is, maybe you need to come up to ten, right, in the afternoon, whatever that is. So, so double checking what times you're watering as well. Yeah. And the other thing too is, um, to or sorry, keep going on the watering thing. I'll bring this up later.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one of the things uh, where you can really deploy some tech in this is actually with your security cams. So if you've if you've placed security cams around the house, chances are they're facing out. Um, spend some time if you've if you've got an irrigation system. By the way, we'll we'll talk about technology and irrigation here in just a second. But if you have an irrigation system and it's coming on early in the morning, uh, plan some time, see if you can get a recording from your security system when they're supposed to be running. Dave had talked about running some things into the air, watching it with a, you know, watching it from overhead with a, with a drone, Drone. right? There's some kind of things that you can do there. Might be able to use your security cams too, to just say, okay, is it spraying in the right spots? Am I getting the intended coverage that I, that I want? It's going out in the street. Is it, is it doing its job, right? You may be able to get those, um, to get that uh, recorded in that way. And then, Mike, never underestimate the power of a hand water, like of going out and watering areas by hand. This has been something, especially this year, I've enjoyed in the evenings. And really, you should water grass in the morning. So I've been kind of doing it that way, too. But in spots where my I, I do manual irrigation, which means I put a sprinkler in a place and then ch- ch-
1: ch- 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 mm-hmm. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll talk about that schedule here, it's coming up. But um there's spots it doesn't reach. And sometimes those sprinklers can be really wasteful. If you're in an area where Great. water is expensive, you might really want to invest just in some hand watering tools to make sure you're applying that water just to those spots that need it and you're doing it efficiently.
1: Well, that and what I was going to say is, um, you know, you can do it yourself or you can hire a done once you've watched someone do it or or Google it, um, YouTube it the first time. If you have an irrigation system, like go out there and you need to test probably once a year. If you can probably get away with once every other year, the heads don't move that much, but turn them on section by section and see where those heads are hitting. You might be wasting a ton of water on the sidewalk, right? And that's easy. They're so easy to adjust on the head, how far left it goes, how far right it goes, um, how high they pop up. You can replace the heads, things like that. So look at that and then start to look at two certain sections. My timings are all different depending on what section of the irrigation system is going, right? One section only needs to go for like three minutes. It's the skinny part between the sidewalk and the street. And that just gets soaked and water's running off after a few minutes, it's just wasting water. You can just tell, um, spend that time because that number one is saving you a ton of money. And number two, it's going to lead to a better lawn. Like I think that is probably the best thing you can do right now. If you need to do anything, if you have an irrigation system is go out, turn it on section by section, see where those are spraying. And you might have overlap thing to pay attention to is do your sections. Um, your numbers might not go by where they are. So definitely check, turn them on. The, the, this section is right next to this section, turn them on and make sure you're not getting overlap or you are, if you want overlap. Um, all that stuff is super important. I do that. I do that once a year. I do it every single spring because somehow I swear my heads move because I will also be like, I just adjusted this last year and it's now it's spray in the street again. Um, so they do move on you, you know, they, they, a lot of motion and stuff like that, but yes, uh, easy check- way to save money. Yeah, there.
0: no. It's just a good, good way, uh, kind of good way to check and to make sure it's it's happening the way it should. When when it comes to the irrigation control, um, I I don't have an irrigation system. I'm you know I use kind of the sneaker, you know the sneaker net uh, method where I walk I I walk things around. In fact, I was at um, Ace Hardware. They've actually I I really Ace for this kind of stuff has been really good for me. They just had like I got a fifty foot hose for twenty five bucks. A pretty good one. They're premium hose. It was on sale. They're normally like 50 and it was, you know, another five off. So, um, so I I pick up my stuff there, but I manually put things out. And one of the ways I do it is I, I alternate between the front and the backyard. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the front, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is the back. I have different, I put them in different places. So I'm not watering the same spot the same time every day and moving it around. And then I kind of I kind of make it based on the weather. So if it's raining a lot, of course I'm not going to water it. That's one way of doing it. There are manual timers, Brian Hour in the chat room says he uses a manual timer. You can buy pretty inexpensively, 30 to 50 bucks, you can buy kind of a manual timer. You put the hoses on, set them up, it'll do its thing. You know, you can program them. They have different levels of sophistication and then now they've got some really sophisticated electronic controls. And if you want to get into that, I can't recommend any of those because I don't have any of that, but I've seen them and they're pretty cool. It's kind of like the Nest thermostat of irrigation for your house. Yep. And there's tons of things you can do there. This is an area you can waste a lot in, like let a hose go unchecked mm-hmm. for a long period of time and you will, you will send a lot of water downstream. So I think it's one of those good things. Just, just kind of check. Like I said, set up your cameras, take some snapshots, do some things, pay attention to what you're doing. But this time of year, because of the stress that the heat is going to put on your lawn, it's a really good time to water. And yeah. how much do you need to water? This is this is where the log book helps. Did you did you start a
1: log book? I after? did. Well, I use OneNote now. Yeah, uh, so great. I started a, a digital book. Yep. Yeah.
0: This is where a log... Log helps, and every once in a while, I'll walk around your yard with a screwdriver, and by the way, it's good for your lawn to have those little holes in them anyway. So just, just jam those things in there, um, and, and get that done. During the summer, weeds and water; those are the two things that can really kind of change things. Make sure you're spending a little bit of time getting those right. By the way, morning better than evening to work on yes. these things. It's just it's one of those kinds of things if you're going to get the lawn wet. Um, uh. Mike, I mentioned I control my water habits, the what how I water based on apps, um, uh, because I want to know when it's going to rain. Like I'm like, well, am I going to do a big watering thing? I talked about this in shows past, but man, I tell you what, and let me bring it up. I have really, I am really digging this My Radar as a weather app, and so this actually sits on my. If you listen to the audio, apologize. We're showing the U.S. representation, the satellite representation. For, um, for the weather. And I leave this on my Surface Pro 3 and I just leave it on all the time. I just come by and look, gives you a great indication of what's going on nationwide, where the wind directions are happening, where rain is happening. We can see we've got some rain maybe coming tomorrow, as I kind of look at that, right? The forecast down below all the way to the right, you know, it kind of says, hey, here's the next uh, five or six, seven, eight hours. And then Here's some chances for heat and rain. And I just love the visual representation they make here. I know it's 89 degrees outside. I know there's no rain in sight for the next couple hours. And I can easily see that, hey, tomorrow is our best chance of rain. Now it's not a very good chance of rain. So tomorrow, let's see. Today I I watered out front. Tomorrow is the back and it's kind of the back corner that's going to get watered. Uh, Chances are because it's not looking good and we haven't had a lot of rain yet this, this summer. I'm going to probably water tomorrow. Like I'm gonna take that chance. I just it's not strong enough and it it doesn't look like it's gonna be now if it if I water and it rains, it's not that big of a deal, right? But it is one of those things that I just love. You know, I call myself the weather nerd on Twitter. By the way, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get Omaha weather every morning at nine o'clock. So you can see many of you tweet that back to me, and I appreciate that. Um uh, the Weather Channel also has a really good app, powered by Watson. And um, if you actually want to keep track of the COVID stats in your area, that's included. I don't know why they did that, but it's included in the weather app.
1: Mike, do you use uh, what do you use for weather? I use the weather app. Uh, yep, I use that. but actually, I was just opening up. So this is the My Radar because I like the look of this as something you could leave up on a screen, yeah. just like what you said. Uh, and there's actually an app for Windows, like you talked about. I thought it was a browser thing, but it's not. Uh, there, isn't even, there isn't even an option for to remove the ads. And is time. this what you're using on your iPhone as well? Or are you uh, using I, the weather? I
0: no, I almost, I use the weather channel app on my phone. Me That's too. It's, yep. It's, I like to look at the COVID stats and some of those kinds of things as well. Um, so yeah. My, our,
1: our routine is usually, you know, for me, it's um, in the morning or actually it's right before we go to bed. Is it going to rain overnight and into the morning, go out to the garage to switch the system to off? Uh, if I know that our system runs Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Um, so every other day ours is running and uh, we just go out and we will turn it off if we know, and we're usually getting into a pretty good habit of that. The hard part is sometimes we forget to turn it back on. Um, so I, there have been days where it's been missed because it's, it's not on, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, that's kind of our system. Uh, the other thing about the watering in the summer too, is even the cheap, the the main irrigation system you have when that came with your system has and a setting, right? So are you in the A setting, the B setting or C setting? I think like mine comes with like three different presets you can set it to uh, that are programmable. So I have spring and summer, right? A and B. Uh, and B just increases the times by just a little bit um, around each section. And um, I double check those every year just to make sure, okay, by summer, I didn't go too much, did it? Like I'm not having a runoff into the street. I'm not watering too much. Um, but it does give it a nice little boost. And, and I only do it really when it starts to get in the I haven't even switched it this year yet. It just started getting hot around here. So I'll probably switch it into the, the summer mode now. Yeah. Um, now the heat has hit. There's definitely no reason to do it before. Um, and it's a nice, it's just easy, right? And then you just switch between your, your spring and your summer modes and, and you're set. I think the key
0: to all of this is monitoring. Like is getting out, walking your lawn from time to time. Walk it, not just for mowing it, but like walk it just like one, you're spending this time on it, like go enjoy it. Right? right, walk through it. Take your shoes off. Walk, walk through your grass. It's pretty great, right? Um, for me, especially out front, it's just like a carpet. I've I've contemplated sleeping out there. It's so soft. That <laughs> zoisa is so soft. It's so great when that thing is perfect and working well. Man, my there's no better looking lawn in the neighborhood than mine. When it's bad, it's really bad. Um, so. Get out, get out, walk around, see where your trouble spots are. Make sure you're you're applying and you're treating those trouble spots, um, getting them early. If you're saying if you're seeing an infestation of weeds or or bugs, get to those earlier. You'll you'll appreciate. It. Trust me, in August, you'll appreciate you knock that thing out in early July to make sure it gets done. Scotts, who I'm a big fan of, Davis, and he? he does his own. He does in the spring. You talk about he does his own chemicals. I'm the four step plus grub guy. Mm -hmm. So I I go Scott's. I buy that in early spring. It's sitting in my, sitting in my shed right now, just waiting to go through the four steps. I'm already one and two are down, three and four are waiting for me to do. And I've already put the grub control, but Scott's makes some recommendation. I think they're good as we think about some things to think about, right? So for early summer, feeding your lawn, making sure it's got enough, like you got the right, um, um, you know, the right food for that stuff to grow. You don't want to, you don't want to um, fertilize it too much, but certainly um, you want to make sure it's healthy, right? Treat for grubs, mow high. That's a lot of guys and gals a make, one. make the mistake like, you know, of just grinding it down. Some I, In the very early, early spring, I set my mower way down just to kind of take everything down, get all that junk out of my lawn, and then let the spring kind of, it'll come back pretty quick. That grass is reserved energy for the spring anyways, through the winter. But in summer you want to mow as high as you can. Dave said this when he was on Let
1: Clippings Lie,
0: you know, just yes, I was right? just going to
1: say that one as well. And that's one of the do as we say not as I do. Uh, <laughs> I have I never I bag every single time. Um mainly cuz I don't I don't want to switch between on, on my riding lower, I don't want to switch between the mulching kit and the non-mulching kit, you got to switch blades and it's just a pain. So I just bag every time. Um but the you are supposed to yeah, especially in the summertime. Summer's really important to let those clips lie. It's just nutrients that are are good for the lawn. Yeah, some tips
0: uh, during the summer. It's the most stressed, so spread your feedings out a little bit, but make sure you're still feeding. There's a bunch of different ways to do that. You might in the summer you might want to change to liquid instead of granular. If the, if you're a granular person, that liquid's a little, a little easier to put down, a little easier to spread out. And so again, that's it's your options. Right? It's it's how you like it but make sure you're feeding it. And then water a little bit deeper. So not as often, but water more, get that water down, get those, encourage those roots on the grass to go yes. down deeper, not just at the, at the top level. Cause if the top level dries out, you don't want those roots there. Right. Um, as we think about late summer and, and I really do think um, this is, you could be thinking about this right now, sharpen your blade, change your oil, check your fuel. This is one that bit me this week as I, had some fuel problems and my mower was not running well. And I think I either had too much water or too much stable. Like one of those two that were in there wasn't right. I had to drain that thing out, run it, kind of run it out. I went and got some brand new fresh gas premium, put it in there. I ran it for about 10 minutes. It was still running like crap. And then at one point it just kicked over and came back. Like (laughs) I had gotten some bad fuel in the system, whether it's water or like I said, stable or whatever. I use, I've been using like a stable Fuel um, stabilizer, and there's a couple different. We're gonna, I'm gonna give you a recommendation here in just a second, but it may be a good time to just run some maintenance on your mower, Mike. I always thought I had to go to a shop to do that, and I have learned the average guy can do their own maintenance. One hundred percent, you, can, you yep. can drain your oil, fill it back up. It's not that hard. Yeah, you even for you guys.
1: Yeah, you can. Even for those guys, if you have a riding lawnmower, I have the these little lifts, and they're they're literally. I mean, I'm on video, I'm I'm trying to show, uh, they're not that big. So they're for your wheels, right? And they are probably the width of the wheel. They stack, so they're super small and tiny, not really long. And they literally, they're ramps that as you drive over them, that's when they level out. So they've got like a curve to it. So you wedge them under your tire and you just drive a little bit and it kind of like pushes you up onto them and they rock and then they stop. Um, Super cool for doing maintenance on a riding lawnmower at home. Uh, Jim, did I tell you my embarrassing story about changing my oil? No, do it do it okay do so it, i was yeah, okay. <laughs> i was changing the oil in my riding lawnmower and i was listening to a podcast while i was doing it you know just, and all of a sudden so i'm putting the oil and i'm like oh geez mike i'm not even paying attention to how much oil i'm putting in I'm like i don't know where i'm at you know so i let it sit for just like a minute or two i put the dipstick in pull it out i'm like oh i must have put like nothing in here i I, I caught myself too soon good to go kept pouring dipstick again you know and i'm doing that i'm doing it right i'm doing the towel and stuff like that I'm like Man, like, where is this? Like, okay, so like, it had was so high. I was looking at the bottom, and I was looking for a line. It was so high, but I didn't notice. I'm like, okay, this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn it on and see. I turn on, and it just flumes smoke. I mean, there is smoke just rolling. Looks like I started a diesel truck. This thing is just rolling smoke. I'm like, well, that was way too much oil. And yeah, so I did the dipstick one more time. It was, it's supposed to be like an inch on my dipstick. It was literally six legs like, all the way up. It was as full as you could go, yeah. which the hard part was about this. I was wasting oil. It was one of those where I just wasn't paying attention. I was listening to the podcast. I drained it. And on this riding lawnmower, it's super easy to drain. Okay. It's got one of those twist, pull out, and it just, and you put the, it's got a little hose on it. You put the hose on first, twist, pull out, and the oil just drains nicely for yeah. you. Okay. Drained a little bit out, close it up ran fine, but I was, it was one of those embarrassing moments as da- other dads were driving by. I'm like, ah, oh, don't look. I know this. Oh, geez. Like it's They're like smoking. Rookie. Yeah. Rookie, rookie move. Totally rookie yeah. move. No, it's good.
0: Good to go on YouTube and watch others. There'll, there'll be somebody who's changed the oil on your mower. They'll 100%. done it. They'll no, recorded yeah. it, and you and can look just... at
1: your manual for how much oil goes in. Just yeah,
0: see. <laughs> well, and, and generally, like a lot of engines, for most guys who have a standard mower, it's it's twenty, uh, 20 I want to say twenty ounces, but twenty. Yeah, maybe it is twenty ounces. Um, it's pretty standard. So if you buy the small bottle of oil, uh, you know the twenty That's ounce measured, yeah, it's measured out for you. you just put it in. Like you don't yep. even have to think about it. But yeah, good to check. Good to check how much. Um, is going in there, but you absolutely can do the maintenance yourself. You can sharpen that blade yourself. You can change the air filter yourself. That's probably the easiest thing to do. If you if you're in dusty conditions, that elf you you might you, you may have not checked your air filter ever. Some people like forget, like yeah, ooh, and that is all those things. You can order them on Amazon. You can order them from Walmart. You can get it delivered direct. You don't even have to go to the store anymore. You can just have it uh, drop ship. Oftentimes you can look up, I looked up those parts online and I was just like, okay, I did buy an air filter. That was the wrong one. I bought too big. it was too big. It's five bucks. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the end of the world, but as you do more, as you do this more often, um, you, you get better at it. One of the things, um, Ed Sullivan heard us talking about this and uh, he threw me a recommendation for, this was both for the, well, this was originally for the generator, but, um, you could use it for your mower, too. If you're gonna be storing gasoline out in your shed or in the garage mm-hmm. or a, it's gonna be sitting for a while, you might want to stabilize that. And so he swears this by this pre g super concentrated. It'll get you two hundred and fifty six gallons out of this one. You squeeze it, it fills up the top, then you pour it out. Super good, stable is another brand that does this. Uh, but he swears by this it's thirty dollars. Um, so it's a little pricey, but he swears by it. So that may be another thing you want to think about is just making sure your gasoline's treated if it's going to be sitting for a while.
1: Yeah. And okay. So here's another little quick tip, not for mowing, but it's for your car. There is, I call it the magic juice. Um, there is stuff, this old, old mechanic told me about it one time, like the engine was acting up and he's like, ah, oh, put, put this stuff in it and see if it, it clears it up. Um, so you can find it at any gas station and you guys might've heard of it. It's called heat. I think it's like H-E-E-T. It's in a yellow bottle, yep. you know, and you put it in your yep. gas tank. Yep. That stuff solves so many problems. Um, And the main problem, I think, is people get water in yes. their tank, yeah. right? And it, it can happen for a lot of reasons. It can sit for a long time and do whatever. Um, that stuff has saved... I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, I need to go to the mechanic. I'm like, well, I'll try heat first, like a $3 bottle, put it in there. Nope, engine runs fine now. We're all good. Like, who knows what it's doing? But I call it the magic juice. Uh, yep. If your car's ever sputtering or something, try some of that heat in your... Your gas tank. They, they recommend it here in Nebraska in the winter, because yes. of our conditions, right? Yep.
0: And so the water they, gets you know, in that gas tank a lot run. easier in
1: our conditions. Yep.
0: Run yep. a run a bottle of heat um, through there. It's, I never thought about running that through uh, through my mower. I actually it. didn't either. Yeah. Hmm. Not yeah. a terrible maybe, idea. Maybe I have to give it a maybe I have to give it a try. Couple more recommendations, kind of before we close this up. One is summer is an easy time. You know how Dave when he said you know you just, like do a mow during the week just get it out of the way, just get out there and crush it. And then go back on Saturday, take your time. Um, I see a lot of guys do this where they just mow the exact same way every time they mow, like they mow the same pattern the same way. And you might be thinking, Oh, those cross lines on someone's lawn is vain is vanity. You know, it's vain. No, it's actually a good thing to do is to change up your patterns, even slightly, you know, go just make that angle just a little bit different, go a little flatter on the angle than you did before. Change up if you're always
1: going around um, one way. Go around another way to get it done. Yeah, at a minimum, if you can do that, right? Go the opposite direction. It's not going to help with your wheel lines. A lot of times, it's your wheel lines that are, you know, if they're running in that same system over and over. Uh, And and one other quick tip someone gave me when I got a riding lawnmower, and I don't know if it'll it'll help you new riding lawnmowers. The ones you guys have had it for a while, you know, Um, when you do your your lines, right? Always go one full wheel width back over the other way, which is really only going to utilize half your deck. It cuts your deck almost in half, a little more than half. So you're only getting half your deck's worth of width. When I first got my riding Lone wire, I was trying to get pr- almost as much as I could, almost a full deck's worth every time I went down. Um, those, those wheels and those riding really smash it down and when you need to go back over it, you need you know, to go all the way back over so it really picks that grass back up and mows it again. Uh, I was getting, and especially on my turns, I was getting like almost like a wave effect that totally solved it. So on your turns is uh going one wheel all the way in. It's important on a push mower, even more important on a running lawnmower.
0: Yeah, no good advice. It's just a good way to kind of make sure you're not putting grooves in your lawn and you will, you will, you're going to mow it with that ground too wet and you're going to push it down and you're going to do it again. I got some spots, especially on the edge where it's just, it is. And I need to get some, you know, every year I put seed down in there to try and fill in those spots. And it just, it's that is.
1: one time you're rushed and it was way too wet and you should have waited, but you needed to get it done before company comes over. And all of yeah. a sudden you pay for it for the next few weeks. Cause you got an indent in your yard.
0: Again, back to rule number one, your lawn will never be perfect. So yeah. I just kind of go, okay, good. Uh, last bit here. Last bit of the, the, the 12 commandments. I should have said that earlier. These were the 12 commandments of, uh, of summer lawn care, but, Um, If you need some new garden equipment and as you're, as you're working through this, you might be thinking, you know, my stuff is just not stacking up. We always think about slick deals for computer stuff. You can use slick deals for garden stuff too. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. No, you can't. I've actually, um, I use slick deals for my running shoes. So I put, I I put in like what I want, especially um, when like, the running companies they're, they're run by the mafia, I swear. <laughs> like, this shoe is you know, new is 130 bucks, and everybody sells it for 130. There's no like, there's no price pressure. Every place has it for 130 bucks. Then they run, and, and like, this is the 20. No, this let's say this is the 19. When the 20s come out, these drop into the 70s or 80s, and they go to the outlets. And then the twenties are 130 bucks, right? And what you want to do, you want to catch that sweet spot is when they first hit the outlets, because the size I need, it's a pretty average size, so it goes pretty fast. Same thing with lawn with lawn equipment, right? When do you think the best time, Mike? When do you think the best time to buy lawn gear is? Uh, I would guess fall. Yeah, right, right, right. Just going okay. into winter. Yeah, just so, going into winter. They're trying, everybody's trying to dump that year's where it's very seasonal. Yeah. Target, Walmart, whatever, the Ace Hardware. They're trying to dump their, their fall stuff in, in oftentimes, and, you know, Slick Deals is people who find deals and then post them there. And so the community I was looking up today, um, I love DeWalt Tools. The, co- the slick deal community <laughs> got a new one on, right there
1: actually yeah.
0: <laughs> a new drill hasn't the, even been used yet the slick deal community around Dewalt is amazing like really oh i get a slick deal almost every day on a dewalt tool of some kind and you know and I, i'll never pay pay full price for any of those things because there's always a deal going on right somewhere and slick slick deals helps me kind of so go to slickdeals.com There's an alert. They're easy to set. Go search for something, find it, make sure that's what you want, set the alert. So maybe you're looking for a particular mower, you're looking for an edger, you're looking for hoses, you're looking for whatever, right? Whatever those things. Chances are, it may be on slick deals. So set up those alerts and wait. You know, if you're... (laughs) If you're thinking, God, I got to fix this. First of all, Mike said this, and it's never been more true. You can't do anything today that's going to have an effect tomorrow. No. It's just not going to happen. So you don't have to hurry on these. Um, but it may be a good opportunity as we think about going into fall. What are those tools that you don't have that you could pick up as they as are clearanced on their way out? Irrigation stuff, especially the mechanical, um, Target does this all the time. The mechanical watering timers and stuff like that. They carry those. They clearance those for close to nothing on the, in the fall. Okay. Yeah. Might want to watch for that. Your chemicals. That's a good time to start thinking about picking, picking up some of those things. Sometimes the spring stuff. So the plants or the chemicals or whatever that are spring, they're going on sale right now. Cause they're not, they can't use them anymore. They're, they're marked spring. <laughs> they want to mm-hmm. get rid of them. Now is a good time to pick it up. That stuff doesn't expire Pick it up and throw it in your shed. You can use it next spring, you know. Get it yeah. at, you know, uh pennies on the dollar and and store it somewhere if you can safely. You can use it the next year round. So keep keep uh you know, keep those deals, keep looking for those deals. Mike, if there was one piece of gardening or lawn equipment you think you're missing right now, oh. what what don't you have?
1: Oh um, that's tough. I would love a more powerful gas edger. Um, right now in the springtime, I use the Edgehog, the Black and Decker Edgehog, which is plugged into a power cord. Just because that thing needs some power to get through that winter. It's grown onto the sidewalk, right? So you need some power um, after that. So I, I'll trench for two two weeks with that thing. Ever since then, I have an attachment that replaces the end on my weed whacker. Um, but again, not very powerful. So I think I would use probably a, a gas edger being okay. be my thing. Um, I could also use, um, some sort of, I don't even have a cedar. I don't, cause I don't put my own chemicals on, but there are times where I want to do something. Um, but really, I think what I really want is a trailer for my riding lawnmower. There are times when Hannah and I are doing mulch and I would love to load it all into a little wagon and then just drive it around the back of the lawnmower to all the different spots we have. Cause we're, you know, heaving it everywhere. And, um, you know, a wheelbarrow would be nice, but it would take up a whole extra spot. I already have, you know, the riding lawnmower there. So I think that'd be cool.
0: Chat room. Let me ask you that same question. What are you missing? Um, Tony says backpack blower. and This is not what he's missing. You can put what your favorite or what you're missing. Backpack blower is the best thing ever. And that is great. I have a, um, I have a little 20 volt, um, battery blower that just does what i need it to do i don't need a right. full i don't need to put a full backpack on so that one um that one works out pretty pretty well for me uh joe says i use a uh, oh, a, a 80 volt trimmer works better than any two-stroke one so there's there's maybe not, again look on slick deals like yeah out there uh end never have to worry about it starting <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's true yeah right. i All think right. I've, yeah. I've i've I was so against battery-powered stuff, um, but I think I've seen the light. Um, I know it's a lot better. of people... Well, and Batteries for me, better. all when I start to see all the really big construction guys on YouTube using battery-powered saws, everything, I'm like, yeah. okay, these guys are using it day in and day out. If it's good enough for them, it's definitely good enough for me and what I'm doing. Um, I always just didn't... I couldn't trust the power before, right? Like, how much power has this given me? And uh, I think I'm ready to pretty much start going... Battery everything yeah i 've been, I've been doing that for a while with the I, exception I, of my I blower, I still it. do like my gas blower um, you get it's a backpack it 's not it 's just uh, a handheld uh, steel, uh, steel uh, brand one. I love yeah. steel branded stuff is awesome okay. um, I see, but I have gas everything, so I either have gas or plug in with a plug, but I've actually, i actually't only have anything that 's plugged in with a plug, except for my edgehog. everything else is gas powered for me. Tony says he loves his John Deere dump trailer is, uh, I wonder uh, if that 's the one that there's one that folds up. Actually, it's mm-hmm. like a full trailer for it's. Like, I think it's a John Deere brand. Even it's your John Deere Cub Cadet, and you can fold it up flat and put it like on the wall, and then it unfolds. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Tony says he'd love an aerator,
0: and that I'd I'd actually love like a mini aerator. I don't want yeah. the full. You know, I'd love a I'd love a smaller version. Somebody in the chat earlier said you know they have those shoes you can buy that have the spikes on the bottom, and you can walk around your lawn, and that that will help aerate the lawn. You know, yeah. Uh, You could do it that way. I don't want that one. I I just, love. I'd love to have more of a mini aerator than a, than a full size one.
1: So this has been my app idea forever. We talk about these things that we all want, right? And odds are one of your neighbors has it. Uh, I talked about, I I mean, I might've talked about this to to stop me if I did, but I think the next door app needs to integrate. This is, but pretty much like an app called like I have it right. Which is I have the, I have a snowblower, right? I list all the big tools that I have. And all my immediate neighbors can, everyone list what they have, and you can go and see what I put it and check it out for like, hey, could I have that on Sunday at this time? And you could, the app would have the option to like, hey, I charge a price for renting this out. I don't. There's a contract built in there so that, hey, by the way, when you're signing this in the app, you're signing a contract just so you know if you break it, you buy it kind of thing, whatever, right? And and kind of having it because like there's no need for everyone on the block to have a snowblower. There's no need for everyone on the block to have an aerator. We all use it once. Right. It's expensive, so if one guy on the block has it, and if he wants to charge, if he wants to do it for free, I think that'd be an awesome app. And maybe it already exists, but. Um, sounds like it needs to be crypto backed.
0: <laughs> you know, it
1: needs to be. Yeah. That sounds
0: like for smart contracts. For sure. Value. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Why I can pay with
1: the crypto. I can yeah. back back
0: with crypto. I think it'd yeah, be great. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, do, let's, let's do it that way. Um uh, Tony said this is the one area that I kind of agree with that he said in my old house I had a battery mower and trimmer, but battery died, super expensive. Um, on the on the mower side, I am not completely convinced that battery operated mowers are a great idea. Like I had one that, that we were gonna make the robot lawn mower out of it, still might someday. Um, and it just doesn't, that battery starts going bad and then you're kind of screwed. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's not terrible to replace those batteries. But my son bought one. I was like, oh, he had a big yard too. And I'm like, you know, if you get thick grass, that thing you're going to mow and he bought two batteries it and it's going to chug and you're going to replace it and you're going to chug and they can't, they can't charge fast enough for you to keep going. Right. So you are going to get separated across a couple of days. Now, the goal on that then it's just stay up on your lawn don't don't let it get true don't yeah. let it too long. well there that's were
1: spring happened. days when my when i push gas mower would chug on stuff and just die because i had let it grow a little bit too long in that spring when it's nice and thick um and then there was there would have been no way an electric mower would have gotten through it uh brian hour says he loves his cobalt trimmer
0: we all have that's, those okay, all two have recommendations those for that cobalt yeah. trimmer yeah yeah, we, we all have those tools that we just love. Um, you know, I I my current mower is gas, and it's just a Craftsman is it a Craftsman, or maybe no, I think it's a Briggs and Stratton brand. You know, just pretty those pretty typical mower. Yeah. yeah, Just does just does what it's supposed to do. It needs to be sharpened. I need to I need to pull the blade off and sharpen it. My little Dremel tool, I lost a piece, so I can't I can't do it myself right now. But I need to need to go find it or go buy it. So um, it it. You know, it is, um, it's, it's great. It's summer. Hopefully your lawn is in great shape. I am having the best summer I've had mostly because I'm here to kind of advice. Yeah. No, no. Right on that, that too. You know, I spent some, it got us motivated. It did. It did. And I, man, the the reseeding that I did back in the spring in an area that was almost bare has all filled in now. And there's still some bare spots. I'll get those in the fall. Um, I'm also a big believer in um, seeding right after what you think might be your last snow. So just seed right on top of the snow. One is you can see where the seed's going. You can see where you're putting the seed down. Two, the seed's not affected. You know, that kind of seed's not affected by cold. Like seeds are designed to last through the cold. That's why things come up the next year, right? Seeds will be fine. They sit on top. And then as that snow melts, it pulls those seeds down into the ground and you get that soil contact because the water is pulling that seed down to the ground as it's going in, and it's just a super effective way of planting seeds. Now we'll talk about that in the winter episode when we come up, but it's a it's a great way, great way to get your seeds if you have if you live in an environment with snow. Yeah. For me, what really worked for me this spring was I had we got in a whole bunch of rain and then it dried up and the ground cracked, so I had all these. You know, you ever had that? I was like, mm-hmm.
1: oh. Seeds. Yeah. So I,
0: I threw as much seed in those cracks as I possibly could because I get that ground seed to ground contact. Yeah, And then I watered it in and that ground closed up. Yeah, Beautiful grass. <laughs> Felt like a freaking genius.
1: It was super great. Mike, anything else you'd add? No. Uh, you know, besides, you know, Jim mentioned in chat to sharpener blades. Um, I, I'm doing it sure. probably every two months, which leads in here with our mowing season leads to about... Three times a year, three to four times. Uh, I think every quarter is probably a good way to do it. Um, he says minimum uh, at least once a year, and I agree. Like At least once a year, be sharpening your blades. Easiest way, pick up a piece of grass, look at it. If it's straight across the top after you mowed, you're good. Um, if it starts to get jaggedy, that's not good. It's, it's one number one, it's letting water out. Number two, it shows brown a lot easier. That jaggedy is brown. Makes your glass, grass look a lot more brown. So be sharpening your blades a ton. Super easy to do now. You can just get that drill attachment if you want. I use a bench grinder and just run it right across, yeah. run it across again, um, and, and you're you're good to go. Yeah, you're golden. I need to do that. I've been. That's one of the areas.
0: got the oil changed. I got the fuel taken care of. I got the 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 uh, air filter changed. I need to now sharpen that blade. It's been it's yeah. been a it's been over a year, so I need to get it done. A couple of reminders before we go. One, don't forget Ryan Kirshner is here next week. Ryan was in chat a little bit earlier. He might still be out there, so Ryan's joining us next week. We're gonna kind of talk about water cooling and PC cooling so he's going to come in. Awesome. We're going to kind of dive in deep on that. I think you're here. We we worked that out, right? You're here. I next hope week? so. Okay. Cuz he
1: was the one that they gifted me the water cooler I yeah, have for the right AIO on. in here. Right so yeah, you we better, can talk about that. And I have been better be way here. happy with this thing. Then
0: you're when, out right. for you're out for the next couple of weeks. I am um, out the next, Paul next 2 Br- weeks. Paul after Brand. Night, yeah joins us. Jay Madison joins us. So I'm excited to have both those guys on here. And Jay just had a new review come out on YouTube on a micro. I mean, man, that guy, he keeps pushing those PC boundaries mm-hmm. to get them smaller and smaller and smaller. His stuff is just awesome. Like I just love what that guy does. So Jay, Jay is back here on the 16th, 23rd. Daniel Jay Lewis is going to come and talk about some, some room lighting, which would be super cool. Some RGB room lighting. Yeah. I think of that in terms of PCs, but He's ordered some stuff and is installing it at his house to get some really cool kind of setup on lighting. So we'll have him coming in. And then right at the end of the month, uh Sammy is coming to join us. She's gonna talk a little bit about what she's been doing this summer and Pokemon Go and some technology she's using. And just we'll just catch up with her. She's you can ask her all the questions. Listen, she's been locked with her dad for <laughs> she's looking to talk to <laughs> other people like five or six months with me. Yeah. Like she's does oh I hate to see some of the the scars that I've probably given her over the summer, but she'll be in here at the end of the month uh, as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, nine Eastern. Well, I shouldn't say every, we'll, we'll say every uh, most, most Thursdays, maybe 48 out of 52 weeks yeah. uh, coming up. I do have a planned trip out to Colorado Springs coming up in early August. And so we we'll be, will be off for that, but we're here most weeks. We uh, Mike, we mentioned last week, we'd like to start some round tables. So yeah. if you have some ideas on, Particular roundtable, Jim. This was kind of your idea, Jim Shoemaker. It's kind of your idea. If you got some ideas of a roundtable and you want to you want to help me lead it, we'll put two or three or four guys together and we'll and gals if you want to join us. And uh, we'll just do that the whole show. will just be on that topic. You need to bring something to to give and make sure you have your stuff together. It's not time to come and sit and listen. It's time to give. So, if you want to do that, contact me, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Tell me the topic idea, and we can start. Putting groups together uh, to get those done. I'd like to get those kind of cranking, maybe one or two a month uh, here starting uh, in the fall. And then let's see, what else should I say? Oh, I should say that Home Gadget Geeks and uh, the average guy.tv, of course, powered by Maple Grove Partners, get secure, reliable, high speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. That is Christian. Uh, plans start as little as $10 a month. Maplegrovepartners.com if you want to get that done. Join us in our Discord group. It's been a little quiet, but that's okay. I think we're I think we're all pretty busy at the moment. So theaverageguy.tv slash Discord if you want to jump in that conversation uh, over there. And Brian, you'll have to let me know how the app went. He, he was out. Uh, he's going to listen to the first half and then go out for the second half. Hopefully he's still listening. We'll stay around for a little post show. So Brian, maybe you'll be in from your walk. You can let me know. Brian F. That is. You can let me know how it went on uh, on the app going forward. We'll stay around for a little bit of post-show. Thanks for coming out and listening tonight. And uh, with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.